You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to The Dev Show. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of Your Goal Guide and founder of The Dev Method, which is my system for goal setting simplified. My vision is to give you the tools, inspiration, and motivation you need to figure out what you want and help you make a plan to get it. Let's get started. On this episode of The Deb Show, we're talking about reinventing. Now, keep in mind, this was originally a Gold Chat Live, so there may be one or two visual references, but really a wonderful conversation with this fabulous trio from the Boston Internet Marketing Group. Now, Bruce, Lou, and Keith have been meeting for 10 years or so in real life, online, reinventing, reconnecting, and encouraging people to like do the same. So usually, or sometimes I bring people who don't know each other. So today I'm bringing people who know each other really, really well. So please send me good thoughts as I lead this conversation. We have Bruce Jones, who's like the product author guy, right? I'll let you introduce yourself better in a minute. We have business strategist and community builder, Keith Spiro. And we have Lou Sabag is the agency guy. When you put them together, they basically cover all aspects of anything and everything you want to know with media. Pretty accurate? Yes, yes, yes. So thank you. I'm looking forward to a lively and fun conversation. Do not disappoint me. Uh, Bruce, (laughs) why don't we start with you introducing yourself with a little more detail or a lot more detail? I was going to say, and if we don't know, we'll just make it up. Perfect. (laughs) So I'm Bruce Jones, based in Connecticut, and um, an author and product developer, so I've been uh, creating books and products for over 30 years, um, and now I will help people and consult with people on it, and I manage my different internet products, and um, that's what I do. So I have over 50 books. This is my newest book, always shelling my stuff, so how to sell your book, and you can get that at Amazon, and um, everything you need to know about getting books published in the self-publishing area. So. Excellent. And and one thing I do now since we became friends is usually when I introduce myself. <laughs> That's right. I said, I bring the prop. Always hold your book up and show what you have and like, you know, be proud and be, uh, you know, show what you got. So Absolutely. Well, thank you, Bruce. Lou, welcome. Hi, Deb. Please tell the people more about you. Well, I've been uh, the marketer for approaching 40 years. Uh, way back in the day, I was in the first class of entrepreneurial majors at Babson College, and that was kind of my calling. Figured I would do some businesses along the way, uh, and I have. Uh, I've been in a family business for 25 plus years. I did a bunch of startups in e-com, marketing, and uh, across retail, uh, just trying to figure stuff out and see what would work. 
And over the past few years, I've worked for a public company and a national agency. And basically, I just reconnected the dots through the pandemic and restarted my uh, digital agency, Publish Today Media. I love reconnecting the dots because that's that's the thing, right? The dots are there. They just sometimes need to be in a different order. Hi, Keith. Happy to be here. I'm pretty excited about talking about reinventing. I'm Keith Spiro. I'm a business strategist, community builder. I come out of 30 years in marketing, communications, and sales. And talk about reinvention. All of those fields have been turned on their ear over the last couple of decades and in the last 14 months, more so than ever. And we've all been forced to reinvent ourselves. And there's a lot of opportunity. You know, if you're healthy and you haven't been hurt by COVID and you've been forced to work from home or reassess what you're doing, this is the perfect time. Well, it is. It really is the perfect time. And what's what I find kind of, and funny is not the right word, but I'm the goal girl. You all know this about me. And every three months, I think we've had a different phase of reinvention. So first it was getting our, our feet on the ground planted. And then another three months of saying, really? Okay, that's where the floor is. And then by last fall, I think people started going into action and then the holidays and then reboot. And now that things are opening up and people are going back to the office or not, it is yet another wonderful opportunity to restart the year, but also to restart your life, right? Don't all talk at once. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, no, it's been, uh, no, that's exactly right. I mean, we, we and, uh, and reinvention, you know, I've been doing products and um, helping people publish their books for a long time, but I've been going through over this last year, a reinvention of myself into sort of leaving some of that design stuff and in, into public service. So I've been doing volunteer work. I'm on boards. I'm in a uh, public official here in the town that I'm in. Um, so, you know, it's sort of a complete change from, you know, having clients and going out and doing project work to being somebody who's, you know, sort of stepped into the community a lot. So it's a complete, it's a reinvention that's, that's continuing. And, you know, COVID just put us into the Zoom part of it. But, um, you know, as things are opening up, going back into all of those things. So it's been a real learning curve. Um, in terms of sort of reinventing and taking the skills that I knew and moving them over to, to this sort of new way. So it's been fun and, and just sort of a nice, interesting phase of my life to, to go into the public service. And so. Nice. And Keith? So reinventing to me is just, it's a huge opportunity. You know, you look at businesses that have been destroyed, that have been hurt badly by the pandemic in many different ways. And the other side of that equation are businesses that have grown by 2,400% or more in one year. And so when you look at that, is it because they were in the right sector? Maybe. But what reinvention allows you to do is to look at whoever you are, wherever you are, and really take another shot at what did you really want to be? <laughs> and if you're happy with what you're doing or there's some hobby you had that you loved, turn it into a business. This is the best time. And, and the three of us have talked regularly. We meet weekly. And we've been doing this on and off for well over a decade. And we share our skill set across our three different areas of specialties. So, you know, because of people like Bruce, my media company became Keith <laughs> Media. Books. You guys are book writers. I'm not. But Yet. I've supplied yeah. images yeah. for years for people, right? These are my images that other designers have worked together. And yeah. I took my first shot at writing my own book. And so there are several books that have been published by others for me. 
And that's the point of reinvention, right? Is try it. You can't fail less than a hundred times. <laughs> you just keep well, going. I was, I was, I, I do a lot of my products on this site called Gumroad. And Lou and I have had this phrase. We started it years ago. And then as when, when we met Keith, we've got added to it, which is the perfection freezes progress. But Gumroad has a, has a newsletter and it came out today. I just thought this actually tied completely into what Keith was saying. This was in the Gumroad newsletter. It says, always try, don't wonder. And I was like, oh, that's yeah. such an interesting way to phrase, you know, the perfection freezes progress, you know, is an area that people get sort of frozen. They won't hit the publish button and won't do things. But they always try, don't, don't, uh, don't wonder, which is more like just, you don't have to have a complete thing. You don't have to have a whole thought program business. You can just make a mug and see what happens. And, you know, so I think that that's, I just really like that phrase always. And that's gumroad.com is a site that you can easily put products on and they kind of mold themselves around that idea of, if you have an idea, just throw it up and let's see where it goes. But, um, you know, always try, don't wonder. I think really, it's a really interesting phrase to put into the reinvention because you really just have to try stuff as you sort of wiggle your, your way along. So I so agree with that. And the other thing that Keith was saying is it's very dead method to go back to the beginning because it starts with determining your mission. But what do you love? What skills do you have? And where do you want to take them? So when you when you play the know thyself game, it's really I don't want to say easy. But it's easy <laughs> to reinvent yourself because you know what you love. And when you're passionate about what you're working towards, that fuel is going to work in your favor every single time. Lou, you're so yeah. quiet. Does this happen a lot when you're talking to Bruce and Keith? Who's always taking notes? <laughs> Bruce, Bruce, can you, we just flip the switch and all of a sudden all kinds of good stuff is coming out. You know, So I'm writing down his quote as he's saying it. And uh, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, you know, uh, I was from the I think I can, I think I can, to all of a sudden it's like I know I can, I know I can. And that really happened this time around. Um, funny thing was back in 2009, I closed down my family business. You know, it had run and always survived. But that summer, you know, it was like everything just stopped. And uh, like, all right, what do I do? One of my ideas was, you know, I'm reading, you should have a group. So I'm like, okay, I'll start a group. So that's what got us down the meetup path. You know, I'm looking at meetup. There's the Boston Internet Marketing Meetup. It had, I don't know, 60 or 70 members. It was dormant. And all of a sudden, it pops up as available. So I remember coming down to Bruce's studio and going, it's open. And I literally bought bought the access right there. And, you know, that started us off. And there was an element there. We joke about it. It's like um, backing yourself in the corner. So. There I was having to figure out plan B, C, or D. And uh, all of a sudden, then it's like, uh, okay, what are we going to do here? So (laughs) setting those dates to go do the session, do the training. And then Keith provided us with the venue from his place down at 1 Main Street at Kendall Square. And this gorgeous space where we could have people come to see us. And we just started doing events. I remember, Bruce, we did the Rapid Ebook Publishing Right. which was like the beginnings of where you started pumping out the books. We kind of figured out, okay, this is how it works. Go test it. And we can't go without saying 30 day challenge. Uh, that was quite the course that we took. I, you know, Bruce is telling me all this stuff. I'm going, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, and the 30 day challenge was, you know, build this system and sell something for a dollar in 30 days, you know, 
piece of cake. Well, not really, <laughs> but we learned so much through that and then just reiterated and reiterated and we just kept going and didn't stop. Right. We used it as sort of our lab. You, you know, public speaking is really hard to do, you know, to get up in front of people and speak. And so by what Lou was saying, we would set a date and just push ourselves out onto the floor and have to speak on a topic. And you had 30 days to come up with a topic. And then you just had to go. And after a while, you started noticing the sweat wasn't running down your back quite so much. <laughs> You're like, okay, I'm not a great speaker, but I can do it. I can get out there and I can do it. And I can speak. And, and that was really uh, Lou and Keith and us just was like, we're not, this isn't what we do, but let's just figure it out. And we'll just take a, just basically and go do it. And over the course of those 10 years, Deborah. We went from the 50 or so people that were in that organization to over 1,600 members. And each month when we put on a presentation, we would take topics from the group. We launched more people in their own businesses. They'd come in with an idea. We'd send them home with their heads spinning. <laughs> <laughs> and a year or two later, we started to get emails back from people saying, I'm doing my dream job. I always wanted to travel the world, have somebody pay in. I'm doing it. And this was before the word influencer got really strong. Right, right. But this person, we all know very well, became an influencer in the early days of it and followed up with books, with blog posts, with all of the various things. You know, Bruce came up with a, an incredible term that we've focused on a lot, which is the gatekeepers have fallen. And if you really want to look at reinvention and reinventing yourself or your business, there's no better time. Everything is up for grabs in terms of you don't need a marketing company. You don't need a book publisher. I know you have one and it's good. But you, if you want to get started, you can create your own like that. And there it exists. And when you sell enough copies, you've then got a publisher that's interested. So there are so many ways you can jump into that. You know, it was a recurring theme for us. There was always a fun factor. That, that's what I found. We were doing something that was fun. Uh, when we did our events, we always did an after event where we'd go for drinks and food and stuff like that. And oftentimes that's where the real connections occurred. But we're just out having fun. And, you know, when that's happening, you just go do it and do it again. The F word, fun, really, <laughs> it, it comes out, up a lot when I'm doing these, but probably because it is also one of my favorite words. If you're not enjoying what you're doing, that's going to show as much as when you're enjoying what you're doing. So why not embrace and move forward on the things that you love? And one of the things I was gonna to say to, to go on to, and I was gonna to come to the gatekeeper's point that, that Keith just brought up, the trying, what one of the advantage of today and has been for the last 10 years is the ability to get feedback. We can get incredible feedback because we have so many tools that we can sort of throw out an idea, like whatever, and we can just see what happens to it and whether it's, you know, for the, so the gatekeepers that have fallen is broadcasting, publishing, advertising, marketing, and distribution, those five. And then I'm now added a sixth one on there, which is the, um, the, the resistance to being online video. You know, that has also fallen where if you want to now be in part of the world, you have to do this. And everybody now is kind of zoomified. So the thing that sort of stopped a lot of people from moving forward is now been reduced because we've all had experience and we're all up to speed. So if you say to somebody, let's do a Zoom call, they know exactly, they're trained, they know how to do it. So you can flip that around and use it to, to promote and do things. But this ability of these different platforms, these, you know, uh, the publishing, distribution, advertising, marketing, distribution, they all have feedback mechanisms in them that come you know, when you try, so you could just throw out, 
you know, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you're gonna. I, 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 mean, I don't know. Let's just think of an idea here. You know, we're gonna do the flashlights with, uh, you know, penguins on the side of it. You know, we can start marketing <laughs> penguins on the side of flashlights. Anything, <laughs> anything, <laughs> anything. But you can start doing that and come up and do little broadcasts about your penguin flashlight. And you know, you make your penguin products and you can print them on whatever it is. The, the penguin idea. You know, you get immediately. You get to see whether anybody cared. And you get to, to do it. So you can use that in the reinvention path is that you can sort of toss out things in different directions and see what happens and take that feedback and, and you know, change it from a penguin to a water buffalo if it had to be. Or, you know, make, <laughs> I'm just making stuff up. Or, or make it into something else, a T-shirt. But, you know, you get to see that kind of thing. So you get reinforced in your reinvention, which is so you've got a feeling of which way to go. You know, you're not just sort of blindly going off and going, I'm going to reinvent myself as, you know, I don't know, you know, whatever you're going to be, the flashlight guy. Um, you, get to, you get to see whether people like it. And if they do, Bruce, is the, Bruce is the master of picking up the product and going here. <laughs> this All one. the make stuff and sell stuff guy. Right. And, and the speed that you can do things. I mean, in this call, we could have this, if I just went to Redbubble, they they don't have flashlights, but they have a million, they have 250 plus other products. So we could grab a penguin and stick it on the side of a water bottle and be promoting what there you go. You can do that. <laughs> or or like Keith did with his his granddaughter, where he took her drawings and put them on the top backs of phone cases and bags. Yeah. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. And you see if Thanks. anybody cares. And you use these tools to get to push out your idea and you can you know, you don't have to sort of pick a complete leap. You can get sort of a, a leap with some judgment and some, you know, clarification. So. Now, you all sort of kind of answer this question, but I want to ask it again for ju just your quick, direct answer on it. But why reinvent? What is the value? And Lou, go. Um, well, I also like the term fresh start. So when you find yourself exiting one world, going to the other, you know, there's the reinvention part. I was in my first agency. We had done a big fitness chain and made a millions of dollars online. And all of a sudden things changed and we had some new people come in. And I was like, life's too short to hang out here is one of those phrases I came to understand well. And that's when I was able to pull the plug and make the leap. And it, you know, it was always network that just brought you to the next opportunity. But you know, something needs to push you. I don't know. You know, you need a driver of some sort, whether someone helps you do it or you do it yourself. Something's got to get you to exit where you're at and then jump into the new. Yes. I love it because I am all about embracing change so you can thrive. So I'm totally with you on that. And Keith, what say you? <laughs> if you always do what you always did you will end up with less than you used to have. Ooh, good one. I learned that in sales. <laughs> as products changed, competition changed, it became critical that you reinvent yourself. One, because the competition does it, but also it gets boring. If you're always doing the same thing and you have this, and this is where the pandemic comes in, right? I want to go back to the old normal. If you always do what you always did, when something like this happens, you're in big trouble. Wow. <laughs> there will be no old normal. Forget that. That's right. gone. Right? right? No, I, I agree. There is no old normal. But are we bored 
with because aren't we on like the third new <laughs> new new normalish thing? People are I think afraid. We need a better word than new 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 normal. No, it's just Bruce it's just progress. It's just life, like Bruce said earlier, right? It just it goes on, and you you change with it. You know, trees bend in the wind. Things that don't bend break. This is this is Keith <laughs> philosopher here. I know. Where did that come from today? Oh, grasshopper, you're doing really well. <laughs> so, Bruce. So why? Uh, why? Why? But why would be because you don't. You have no idea what's going to work, and you just are constantly surprised. So, which is very clear, like in publishing. So I have 50 books, but if I look at my books, two of them do really, really well and sell lots over the course of the year. And some sell, so they sell, you know, several a day and other ones sell one a year. And it's the whole range. It's a, it's a really a curve that some are very high and then a lot of them are way out here. And you really have no idea what is going to work and, and where you're going to go. So you have to try a lot of different things um, just so that, you need to put a lot of stuff to see what's going to happen, to see what is going to going to work. And you can spend a lot of time going down a path that just isn't going to happen. And the world may just not be ready for that idea yet. They may not want the penguin flashlight, um, but you just, you just don't know. But until you throw it out there, until you get some kind of feedback, until somebody actually buys it or does something with it or takes it to another place, then you then you learn and then you can go with it. And uh, there was a, I, I tell this story about this with a Boston consulting firm years ago that had this great little rocket, this little black rocket, shiny little black rocket. And um, I, it was just the coolest little rocket. And if you like rockets, I think I have one up on the shelf somewhere there. And I called them up one day. They were, they were a big consulting firm, came up with a lot of money, did all this stuff. And I called them up one day and I said, I said, can you buy the rocket? I love the rocket. Can I buy the rocket? And the woman on the other end of the phone went, Everybody calls about the rocket. <laughs> well, what they didn't know is that they weren't really a consulting firm. They were really a rocket toy, a toy rocket company. They just didn't know it. And they, <laughs> and they went out of business and they just didn't succeed because people loved the other thing that they did. And so if they had embraced the rocket, then maybe they'd still be around. They might have had to reinvent themselves into something different. But so you just haven't a clue. You don't really know. And you need to constantly test and and you know i built one of the things i did while i had my design business is i built a product line of books software products posters t-shirts whatever it is i took the skills i had in my design world and turned them into products as a product stream and tested and i still do it i'm doing it i was just you know working on my notebook this afternoon as i get ready to launch a bunch of new products and i'm just constantly throwing them out there just because i just think it's so much fun and we also have this incredible tools. You know, our audience is 3 billion people. You know, it's on the internet where 3 billion people can buy our stuff. So, I mean, how can you not get excited about 3 billion people want to buy your stuff? Like there's constant places you can go with stuff. You're not limited to your community or your town or your city, your state, or your country. You're limited by the planet. And so and also by your own mind, right? Because right. you mentioned your favorite quote, and one of mine is whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Right, right. It's, yeah, and you're limited. I always tell people, don't edit yourself in your brain. Edit yourself on paper. Edit yourself in the world. That's where you edit. Like you, a lot of people just edit right here, and the idea stops right here. Like, this isn't where you edit. You edit 
out there somewhere. And exactly, exactly. We're we're like this, Bruce, because because <laughs> those who've read my book know I'm all about the you get things out of your head and onto the page because the filing cabinet in your brain doesn't work nearly as well as the little pieces of paper or the notebook or the ideas that you can look at objectively and create from. Uh, it looks like you want to say something, Keith. Is that correct? No, not at all. I'm very quiet. <laughs> but what you're talking about is why you need a goal guide. It's why you need a group like we have. You can't do it alone anymore. You might have been able to a long time ago. But even if it's just a couple of friends or coffee table advisors or your Zoom group, you need to have one or two people that encourage you to go beyond that comfort zone. And that's really you know, why the three of us have had such fun with this because where one gets quiet, the other two push them out into the open. It's true. And I, I find myself repeating myself a lot is you can't reach your goals on your own. You need your peeps and even multiple peeps. I think something that, that is a helpful and powerful is you don't just want to be around the people in your business. You know, it's good to be around people. It's good to have hobbies and connect with people on other levels. So it's not like the same thing. And that's kind of why I like my group, my write on online group, because it's all about goal setting productivity. But most importantly, it's community because you need, so if you all don't have a community, you know, borrow mine, borrow theirs. I used to have sort of a group of people around me in my sort of doing the design stuff that were positive and negative. So that some people I, I knew if they, if they agree with me, that was a bad idea. And other people, if they disagree with me, that was a good idea. So, because I learned their judgments and I'd go, okay, they're always wrong. So I give them an idea. It's good. Okay. That's right. They were like, so, okay. So that's a bad idea. Cause they're always wrong. They're everything they, you know, so it's just, you have to sort of, you, you have all different kinds that give you different feedback. It's like, where do you get good feedback? You know, from people, most people, aren't giving you the honest opinion necessarily. So right. when you do get that, that's a pretty cool thing. You know, it's like having that mentor or whoever that person may be that's feeding you the right info there at the right time, keeping your head in the game. Because um, it is like Bruce was saying, you know, it's like you can get stuck here. If it doesn't come out of your head, you know, there's a problem. Um, we say, um, you know, the hardest thing is to hit the publish button, you know, which then puts it out to the world. So whether you go do the talk or you publish that blog post, you know, it's again, hitting the button is a heavy moment and you just got to keep doing it. Right. The transformation comes on the other side of pushing the publish button. That's where you, you took that leap in your head. And as soon as you hit that button, you go, Oh, that's what I should have done. Got it. Well, because these things, all of our tools now are digital and they're flexible. We can go back and fix it, but you don't know you need to fix it until you push that button. So Lou's completely right. You have to push the publish button. And it's, it freezes people. They're just frozen. They won't go any further because they're afraid of what's on the other, other side of that button. But, you know, yeah, it's just that, that thing, you know, always try. You just just go ahead and push it because you, you can fix it. You know? That was the Publish Today media premise. And somewhere it was probably Bruce and I and Keith just I'm sit, talking about it, sorting it out. We're going to do the Publish Today conference was one of the ideas we had. But for me, it was like you have to publish. And that means in every every media. And the today part came from, yeah, you should be doing it today and every day. That is just the reality. So that's how that name came together. I think it still lives in the uh, the idea that it was created around. You know, it's like hit that button. Yeah. 
these guys got me started on marketing minutes. It was a great little, you know, nomenclature. You could do a 60 second or less soundbite. And that's where community comes in. Because when you have the naysayer or the mentor who challenges you, and then you also have the friends that encourage you, pushing that button is easy when the people who you're talking to are on the screen with me right now, right? Every one of you will get back to me privately. If I make a fool of myself, you'll tell me if I did a good job. But that's what gives you the courage. And that's where community comes in that I think is such an important part of this. You've got one, Deborah, around what you do. Bruce, you've got one with the right, you know, so there's there's so much power in that, that once you push the button, as Bruce said, and as Lou was talking about, that's when the real answers come back and the real change takes place. I wrote articles for newspapers and magazines back before the internet when you could not change something <laughs> if it came out wrong. So now there's just something so freeing about sending something out into the world and knowing when you catch a typo, you get to fix it. Oh, it still freezes people. It's still, they're still frozen doing it, but it's, you know, I often find that the, that like publishing a book is a good example because that's often the world that I'm in is that it's often the fulfillment of a dream that the person doesn't even know they have. So the effort of putting together the book, organizing their thoughts into a, into some kind of a pattern or a flow that they can do it. They, you know, often, you know, the question that, and I just saw this the other day and somebody had posted a question about wanting success with the books and what kind of success. And I said, the book, the success of a book isn't the publishing of the book. It isn't the publishing the numbers. It's the success that happens to you. It's what happens to the author publishing the book and the awareness that they have on stuff. That's the success. The sales is just marketing. You just have to market and figure out how to sell it. But the, the real success is what transformation happens in your own self and, and the awareness is that you now have as you sort of organize your thoughts and put them into a place. And, and it's a, it's reinvention. You know, it's, it's, you come out of a book invented, you're, you're reinvented in a different, I'm going to try to wiggle that into all the conversations here, but it, it does reinvent you because it gives you a new path that you've now put, given yourself a frame around. And uh, so it can be quite powerful for people. It can completely change their lives doing something like that or give it, order and sense. So, I think that when we do that groundwork, when we figure out the things that we love and we do more of them, then there, there's no better vehicle, no better starting point. Because when you know what you love, everything else is just getting you there. Getting you, uh, the word I use is goaltopia, living the life you want, achieving your goals. To see the future you want, all the, uh, the little and the big accomplishments in there, it's just amazing, but you have to put yourself out into the world. And there is no safer space than the community that you, you establish or that you find. So if you don't have one, find one of ours, create one, but community is out there for you. And that is definitely where, where the pom-poms come in and the, you can do it. Yeah. Yeah, I had a friend of mine who really loved doing movie re reviews, and it was like a hobby for him. And he did movie reviews for a local newspaper in Massachusetts. And he was trying to figure out what to do with his life, where to go. And I said, why don't you just do the movie review stuff? And he said, I don't want to find out I might not like my hobby. And my comeback was, what if you find out you do like your hobby? <laughs> <laughs> Think of what your life could be. You now are like 
injected yourself into like being a movie critic and you could, you know, and then expand it from there. It was, I, I, you know, I felt sad about it because he had limited himself and cut off a potential future for himself by saying, what if I discover I don't like this thing that I really like to do? You know, if I start doing it all the time, but like, that's that fear piece again. Yeah. So. You know, and Deb, I know this is your show, but the three of us are very comfortable working together. And the question Please. you haven't asked is what's happened to our internet marketing group that, you know, when COVID hit, the reinvention that came out. Here, ask the question. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, Keith, what happened so, to our internet marketing group? What after? happened to the – well, <laughs> the question that I, I was trying to transition back to, which was – which you all kind of answered – as individuals, but I'm glad you brought this up as the group. What has happened? Because I know in a lot of ways, I feel like the same person, but a different person than I was 15 months ago. And I think everybody does. So, so please keep tell me uh, how has the group reinvented itself? What happened? Where are you at now? Where is it going? Give us the goods. So I hope that while I speak slowly, Bruce is going to pull up the screen that shows the three of us with our three words that we have up there, which oh, is yeah, all, because it all has to be online. And now we're, we're coming back out into public spaces. But for 12 months, you know, we've not seen each other in person. You can't pull together 1600 people except in a presentation mode. There's no way you can have a conversation. And so we reinvented ourselves within the group as ask us anything and taking the areas of expertise that we have we really have gotten to a point where we invite people onto one of our events and just we ask people if they're joining the group, you know, what are you interested in learning? What are you interested in sharing or teaching? If it's something really interesting, we invite them right in and, you know, we'll give you 20 minutes or a half hour and you can ask us anything. That has been very interesting where we basically put people on hot seats and so they'll have their idea about whatever it is they're doing. And then we kind of, you know, break it apart and just give them new ideas and new ways of looking at things and um, show them other paths. Cause just because all of us have done so many different things that we have a lot of experience in just, just trying stuff. And uh, it has been, it's been a lot of test kitchen in what we do, you know, back in the early days when Google hangout first came out, we were seeing if we could break it and we usually did and just kept at it and, and had some fun around it. But there was some stuff that didn't work well back then. <laughs> so I have to go a little off track, but it isn't really. And I think we know Bruce's answer to this. So we're going to start with Lou and go down to Keith before we circle back to Bruce. But where do you, where does your brain go? Where do you get all your ideas and inspiration? Well, we do our weekly call. I take notes on that every time. And there's always four or five places. But then all the other stuff I consume, you know, from whatever channels and blogs and the like, digital marketing. I mean, that's where I've been at. I'm taking a course now in web analytics to get better and figure out what to do next. And I think mixing it up with people, too. The more people you can talk to and cross paths with, you get ideas from that. So it's you got to inject yourself into that again. And Keith. Yeah, so there's also an awful lot of the learning time. There are so many webinars that you can attend. There, I'm on a number of different lists because of sales, marketing, communications, the changes in how search is taking place. You just, if you're on those lists or you search for them, you can end up getting free education, 
you'll often get the vendor point of view, which is nice, but then you can look for the counter by looking at their competitor. But mostly what I enjoy is coming to our candy store each week. Because <laughs> when you look at the three of us, you can throw anything out there as each of us do. And it's, it's, it's like just pure power, you know, the powerful fuel. It's fuel more than anything else. And somebody will start talking and you've got graphic. This is all happening in real time, right? There's a graphic designer with 30 years of graphic design behind him. There's myself with the marketing connection, communications, people aspect. How do you sell? How do you move? How do you get seen, heard, or found? And there's Lou, who's, you know, the, the wizard behind the screen, who's been getting people found and connecting them to the newest, latest, greatest advertising online at the lowest cost. So each of us have an area of expertise and it's immediate. Once you throw something out there, you sit back and the other two will just grab it. What do you do when you're not one of us? You either sign up to come on one of our shows together or you build your own group. You know, and again, kind of what the value right now is anyone can reach out anywhere in the world and reach anybody. That's so true. And so Bruce, anything you want to add? Because, and, and I, Everything inspires you. That's why I was kind of calling. Yeah, you no. Out. I, well, but, one, I'm just in, innately curious about everything, so I'm always right? looking at everything. Part of it is I've trained myself to look around the world and to get inspiration from everything that's around me. So I'm just going to show you a quick exercise that I did for book covers, but I can do it in my head, which is what I've already been doing it here. So <laughs> I, if I had to design a book, so I would take a piece of paper. So somebody said, okay, here's a book cover you have to do. I give myself an hour. I take a piece of paper. I fold it. And I won't go all the way down to 16. But I would fold it, fold it. And fold, I'll go this far. So fold it. So that then becomes eight on a side, 16 little panels. And then I just would go to a bookstore. And I would look, like let's say I'm doing a cooking book. And I'd say, let's say I'm going to do a cooking book. So I'd walk into the cooking book area and look at cooking books and then just see what inspires me. But I'd also walk into areas that had nothing to do with cooking books. So if I'm just looking here on the screen, I see in front of me, I see a screen of four. So blah, blah, blah. So there's idea one, which would be four different foods. Then I would just go to the next page. So idea two, and behind me, I see some musical instruments. So I'm going to make that be a musical instrument. And now we have idea number two. And then idea number three is a single idea. So maybe I'll go cake. I see a single person. I'm just going to do cake. And so I would do nothing more than scribbles like this. And I would, in an hour, I would walk around the store. And no matter where I am, if I was in a law firm conference room, and they and it wasn't uncommon for them to go, well, what is your idea on this thing? And I'd have to, like, come up with an idea in, in, in seconds. And I would do this in my head. So what happens is by the time you're done, you have 16 ideas, right? You fill this out. And it takes about an hour. Usually I just walk around, you know, you're looking at books, whatever it is. And what you discover is it's either the first idea you put down or it's the last idea you put down. <laughs> but when you get the idea, and maybe it's here, all ideas stop in your head. It's very interesting. You'll go... You're solving the problem. You're walking along. You're trying different things. You know, I had little sort of codes for things that when type was reversed out. But anyways, when you got to the one that was the one, that's it. The idea stopped. You're like, I got it. Okay, I'm done. And then, you know, you go have an ice cream or a cookie or something. But um, <laughs> but and, and it's always good to, 
you go to rewards are super important when you own your own business to, to reward yourself with something, you know, nobody's there giving you pats on the back. You have to reward yourself. But I just learned how to, like, if I look around my office, I see there's a couple of lights. I knew that was coming. Paley. You're welcome. Yeah, there he is. And so you just look at what's around you or what people said, you know, like the penguin thing. And I look in front of me and I have this flashlight. And so you go, what can I put on there? And so it's a process of just letting you, like, I guess I said, don't edit. Don't edit. Don't go, oh, that's not a good idea. No, just put it, just put it down. You know, if I edited, I would never come up with the 16 ideas. I would go, eh, that's no good. You don't know. It might be something from this idea is what moves you to this idea, which moves you to this idea. So you ideas move from one to the other. So you just need that inspiration, and uh, and that's how it comes up. And then you just and then relish it and enjoy it because you know you just have all those ideas. Yeah, don't edit. You never know. Because <laughs> that might be the piece that gets you to that. There's there's nothing more interesting than going for a walk. A walk is a really great way to do this. And just think on a problem because the problem is is working itself in your head as you're thinking about it, the rhythm of your feet, all that kind of stuff. And it just sort of, by the time your walk is done, you'll have a solution to your, or you'll have, you'll be further down the path. So, you know, I'm still thinking about cake that you mentioned when you were in the bookstore. <laughs> and then you mentioned ice cream and cookies. Okay. <laughs> if you go to Barnes and Noble, they have, they have, they have, usually have cafes. You know why? Because, People need to refresh themselves after they read whatever it is they're going to read. You know, know, my first job out of college was Barnes & Noble. And from there, I went to doing events for Barnes & Noble. And actually, it's Barnes & Noble where I started my first goal group. So I love that we have this nice little callback to what I call my first reinvention of myself. Or Anyway, um, back to this important topic. What advice do you have for those who want or need to reinvent themselves? And then after we go through this question, we're going to come up with some goals to get people reinventing. Let's go to Keith this time. Why don't you you start us off on this? What advice do you have for those who they know they need a change? Other than read my book, what else can they do? Oh, I also go to your goal chat. And so I've got last night's <laughs> hashtag. And I pulled out a piece that really worked for me to answer a question like this. And how do you reinvent and what do you do? You revisit, you review, you revise, and you renew. And whether it's yourself or your business or whatever's got you stuck, you could grab those four R's. It rolls off the tongue really nicely. And uh, I give credit to whoever it was that where I saw that last night. But it's, it is that kind of thing that you really just take it and do it. Excellent. And Bruce? So I'm going to go to a friend of mine who had a saying, and it is really it is really true. He says, you can't be in the game unless you're in the game. And what he meant by that was, let's. I'm going to just make everybody here be a plumber. Like none of us are plumbers. So we're suddenly going to become plumbers. Now, a second ago, we never even thought about being a plumber. Now inside everybody's head, we're suddenly plumbers. So by being a plumber, I'm just a plumber without clients, and I'm a plumber without tools, I'm a plumber without websites. But all I have to do is step over into the new game and say, I don't want to be, I, but, I, but I am. And you can be at a very small level, and you now are this new thing. I'm now a plumber. 
or I am a whatever I am. I'm still in my other job. I'm still doing my thing, but I have moved myself from where I was in a second to a new place. And I've reinvented myself. And now I need to start learning that stuff. And maybe I go to a plumbing convention or maybe I go and read a plumbing website. I'm going to start to educate myself in being that person. And so that would be my thing is that if there's something that you really want to do, you don't have to suddenly quit your job and, and you know give everything up and try to do this new thing. You just need to step over that barrier and then start to absorb it and then start to do things that are in that area. And that's where opportunities will start to come. So as you said, you can't be in the game unless you're in the game. You have to get into that game to be that thing. And then suddenly you're meeting different people. You're looking at different things. You have different perspective. And it will slowly start to happen if it was if it was going to be. So that would be my advice on on what to do is, you know, it doesn't matter. I, you know, suddenly I want to be a cook or I want to be, you know, a, a you know, a nature guide. You just have to start being, it's a being, that person. So it's not something I want to do in the future. It's something I want to do now. And you're just starting small and expanding. So Love it. Awesome. Lou? Well, it's always good being last one to go when you've got input from two ahead of you. Um, and so I, I look at it, take inventory. What do you got? What can you do? You know, are there some natural fits here? And I was always a believer in the, the, the strength finders side of things. You know, what are your strengths? How do you play to those? Don't go do the stuff you hate doing. You know, don't, don't put me in front of a spreadsheet. Uh, put me in front of a, a client, you know, that's the better place. Uh, so where do you, where do you, you know, have the most fun? I'll say. Um, and the other part too, for me has always been the network. Who do you know? Who can connect you? And maybe that's, unique to me. I've always been that networker and connecting person. And I know a lot of people and the answer is always out there. It's just, do you cast the net wide enough to find it? You know, I think it's, for me, it's always been less of going online, you know, to look for the job, so to speak, as find it through connections and somebody pointing you in that right direction. Um, and, and Bruce, as you were talking, I, I, and I still say this to clients now, um, there was this, uh, the symphony of four parts we used to do in 30 day challenge. And most people make the product first and then try to get it to work. You know, we grew up around this of research at first, you know, find out what's what. Can you get traffic or does anybody care about it to go there? And then can you convert them to actually get them to take the action? And then the saying goes, then make your product. Figure out all that stuff first. I see this all the time with people making websites. It's like, you have any idea if this is going to work? No, we just made it. And, you know, now can you fix it? Excellent. This is so important because we have our connections, but we have our connectors and everybody literally is only one person or less away. Lou, what kind of goal would you like to bestow upon our listeners? What's one thing they can do today, tonight, tomorrow to reinvent or get started on that reinvention path? Um, oh, good question. I know it's like, all right, you stumped me here. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, sometimes it's having your back against the wall and knowing you got to do something. That was a, that was a driver for me when all of a sudden, okay, this is changing. So let's go find something else. So it was like, open that door and, um, you know, start the conversation. All right. We need to make it a goal. So from a goal, from a goal pick standpoint, up, pick up the phone and make the next three phone calls tomorrow morning and reach out to your top three people. 
who are those best influencers? That's what I would think. If I had a question, I would call Bruce or Keith and say, what do you think? And let the conversation go from there. So it is pick up the phone and, and make a move. Call somebody. Start the conversation. You know, if you're in the job hunt mode, it's like you got to start kind of figuring that out. What do the pathways look like? So I think talking to people is going to be a huge help, you know, and especially if you get honest feedback, they're going to be telling you don't do that, but go look here and you'll get some good feedback and it, it should send you in the right direction. And Keith, what is your goal? What can someone do like immediately? They're going to be so jazzed. What can they do right now to reinvent themselves? I'm going to build on what Bruce had said before. The goal is pick something you like, and I'm going to put it differently. Whatever you're thinking about, because it combines Lou and Bruce together. Whatever it is that you were thinking about doing different or new, if you're reinventing yourself, pick that position and then put yourself in that person's shoes. So as Bruce said, you go out there and you are a plumber. If you really have considered that that's what you want to be, then tomorrow morning, first thing you do when you get up is you start acting like that person that it is. So in this case, it's a plumber. Call some people. How, what do they look for in plumbers? What do you look for? What do you like to do? How are you successful? Whatever it is. And if you ask enough of those questions, and we've done this, top 10 questions that you ask if you're going to be a plumber in the morning. By the time you're done, you can either write a book about it <laughs> or you can choose the business that you want to be in. Great build on Lou. So Bruce, for your goal, are you going to build on that? The method that I use to get into politics, which is show up and keep showing up. And when I was, um, the thing that people do for politics is, is door knocking. That's one of the big things you do is you go out and door knock your campaign. And so I was door knocked at the beginning when I first moved into Connecticut. <clears throat> and I said, well, how do you get involved in this? There was three, can three people running for office. And they, they said, well, just show up. And so just come down to our committee meetings. And so that's what I did. I went down and I just showed up. But the key is to keep showing up. If you go, this is kind of cool. This is different. So show up and keep showing up. It's just keep coming back. Now, whether it's doing the top 10 things, making those phone calls, whatever it is. But the key is to you just need to keep showing up. And what that does is one introduces you to other people in that group. They get to learn about you. You get to learn about them. Everybody starts to kind of, you, you can't come in like a sort of a, you know, a bull in a china shop. You come in and they learn and they go, well, can you do this for me? Or can you do that? And if you go and do that, then they start to trust you and start to say, okay, this is a person maybe we can work with. And that's how I walked my way into political office was I just kept showing up. And at some point they said, you know, you ever thought about running? I go, yeah, all right. And then I just did that. You know, first, but I had done a bunch of other stuff. I had done the cold calling and I had done the poll standing and I had done the thing with the, you know, done all those different things, all the things that volunteers do. And I just continued to keep showing up and doing the next thing. So that's my, that would be my goal for people. My, my thing that I would say is the goal is go to something and then just keep going. Like come, go back. Don't get discouraged. Even if it wasn't everything you thought today, it will grow into that if you just keep going and learn a little bit and go read some more stuff about it and meet some more people and get them to like you and you like them. And so it's, yeah, I just right off the top of what both Lou and, and Keith said is, so it's, it's show up and keep showing up. And next thing you know, you're like, you know, now you're in office <laughs> or you're, <laughs> or you're a plumber or you're like, how did I get here? Well, you just, you just. Or a show host. Or a show host. <laughs> it doesn't, whatever it is, you just kept 
you know, if you're nervous about videos, which is, or we were nervous about starting the internet marketing meetup, we just kept pushing ourselves out there um, into the room in front of people until we were comfortable enough. And whether it's video or what you do, you know, all that, it's just, you just keep doing it. And eventually you go, huh, this isn't so hard and it's fun. And now you are that you've just sort of morphed into it. So. Wonderful. So it's all about the practice makes better. Um, Go towards your goals. Think about the things that you love. Put yourself in that situation and keep working towards it. Little bits get you closer and closer. And do all the things. Have fun and you will get there. Gentlemen, this has been such a wonderful conversation. Thank you all so much today. So real quick, Keith, where can people find you? Very easy. What I'd like you to do, go onto Google and do a search for Keith Spiro, business strategist, community builder. And that's the way to find me best. You'll see all the different places that I interact. Perfect. Wonderful. And Bruce, where's the best place for people to find you? Uh, best place is brucejonesdesign.com. You can see everything I'm doing and maybe we'll be having some penguin stuff there. Who knows? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and Lou, where's the uh, best, best place for people to reach out? Best place for me right now, I'd say, is look me up on LinkedIn. Look up Lou Savag, and you'll find me. Wonderful. Oh, guys, this has been great. Okay, three-second final tip. Lou. Um, arrive early and help. Perfect. Bruce. <laughs> um, perfection freezes progress. Fantastic. And Keith. Choose something you really love, enjoy, have fun with it, and take it to success. Perfect. Well, I think anybody listening or watching has everything they need to go out, reinvent themselves, and live the life they want. Thank you, Lou, Bruce, Keith, everybody. You have your goals. You have the life you want. You can do it. Just go on out there and go for it. Thanks for listening to The Dev Show. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Need more inspiration and motivation? Connect with me on LinkedIn, follow at The Dev Method on social media, and check out thedevmethod.com. Best of luck with your goals, and remember, you can do it. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.